Welcome to Above the Mess, the podcast that follows three creators as we bounce between our interests, dive down rabbit holes, navigate our brains, and come up in Wonderland. I'm Maddie Van Houten, and with me are Izzy Miller and Rosemary Orchard. How are you guys? I'm great. I'm well. Awesome. Awesome. We launched our first two episodes between our last recording time and now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very, it's been really exciting. exciting. I've been loving all the feedback. Me too. We've gotten so much of it. It's been absolutely off the charts amazing. Thank you all for your support. Um, it's so wonderful to have already a community behind us who loves us. It, I mean, it's like big warm hug feelings all the time. Um, so we got a lot of feedback and we're going to dive into some of it soon. Um, but first, we wanted to just update you all on how our projects are going. Um, let's start with Izzy because her project, Digital Minimalism, has been the one that's going, been going on the longest. So Izzy, our friends and some of our more active discords miss you. How... How is that going to work now? Yeah, well, it is no longer October, and it is really time for me to reflect on my digital minimalism experiment. And most of all, it's been enlightening that there have been things that I struggled with more than I expected to during it, especially sitting on the couch and watching videos on the internet until all hours of the night was something that provided more resistance to giving up than I might have anticipated, even expecting it to be somewhat of a struggle to replace. And so it's, if nothing else, given me a lot of things to be more mindful of going forwards. And now that we're out of October, I'm going to be bringing back a lot of the things, but I'm trying to do it so much based on what I've missed according to why I've missed it. And so the video at all hours of the night, I'm going to try to keep not doing that because the nights when I succeeded in not doing it were better than the nights where I did it. The nights where I was curling up with a book or working on projects or just generally being off of the internet were much more restful nights. But to our friends in those more active discords, You'll see me back again soon. I've missed you all as well. <laughs> They're gonna be so happy to hear that. Um, yeah, they they asked as soon as um as soon as they heard episode two, they were like, Is that why mm-hmm. Izzy has been gone? And I was like, Yes. Like I couldn't tell you because it was her project, yep. but yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in, in so, how this is going because I've definitely got some of the same issues, especially when it comes to the procrastinating on sleep because there's other things um which are nearly always digital. Um, and so I think I, I need to take a leaf out of your book or several leaves, perhaps maybe a chapter or two. It's okay. I'll return them afterwards. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's <laughs> a lot that I can definitely learn from your project. And I think I should probably embark on a not exactly the same, but a similar experiment or at the very least closer analysis of my habits when it comes to this, because I've certainly seen a lot from what you've been doing there, Izzy. Absolutely. And the first two weeks were incredibly successful at it. It was after that point where I started being more flexible with my self-imposed rules. And it was an interesting experience in and of itself, because a lot of times when we set goals or resolutions for ourselves, and then we slip up, like I spend a night watching YouTube on a night when I said I wasn't going to be using technology. And we beat ourselves up for it. Something I really think made a big difference this time was coming in with a much more 
self-compassionate approach to that, that just because one night was done that way did not make the entire thing a failure. And that seeing the struggle was as important as successfully fighting it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Because, I mean, it's almost easier to go cold turkey on technology, but when you have to still live with it, noticing where you're struggling and where your brain is like, but I really do miss this and I really do want to do this is almost more useful than going cold turkey because that's, you know, if you can just hide your phone and your computers away in a drawer and lock them, like that's not a struggle. You just Absolutely. And and something really key was that the things I struggled hardest with were the things that are designed intentionally to be addicting. That as much as I love our friends and chatting with them on Discord, they, by being good people, aren't there trying to trick my brain into an addictive behavior of coming back. And so comparing something that I consider much more high value of going online to chat with people and how much easier it was to set that aside for a month than something like YouTube, which has some value, but certainly not to the degree of a collaborative communication effort. And to see the relative struggle there really highlights just how creepy, honestly, these technology companies are in their quest to steal our attention. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it was a while ago, but when I did my digital minimalism and got rid of Instagram, I, I noticed the same thing. I was like, I miss just tapping on stories. I don't even care what I'm watching. I'm just watching stories. It doesn't matter. And that is terrifying because what are you getting from stories except like FOMO? Honestly, like you wanting to go on whatever vacation your friends are on or design your house to look like a mansion. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat on Instagram, really. (laughs) Yeah, it is amazing how these things, even though our perception of them while we're using them isn't negative when we take that step away and we look back and we're able to reflect with a little bit of distance, maybe not even that much distance. it, It is easy to look back and go, oh, okay, like it felt positive in the moment, but in reality, I can see how that is potentially going to have a negative impact on me or is actually having a negative impact on me because it's 3.23 a.m. and I should really be asleep not doing whatever thing it is that you've just been doing that you got sucked into. I'm glad the project went well, Izzy, in that it gave you some insight into what you need to change or continue doing for yourself. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's what we want from every project. And I read like six or seven books in October, which was great. That is fabulous. Oh my goodness. Nice. So Rose, you last time were still mm-hmm. working on the email cleanup? Yeah. Um, I have decided just because of the way the email works, that this is just going to be an ongoing project um, for probably six or more mm-hmm. months, just because sure, I could sit down and I could go through my entire email archive and look for things. But there will be stuff in there that I have already dealt with in many ways, um, whether it's because I've more, since that came in, I've unsubscribed from the newsletter or whatever it is. Um, and so instead, I am trying to put aside just five minutes a day um, and go through and look at things in my inbox, filter for a bunch of stuff that I've received that's similar and delete it, um, and then unsubscribe from whatever it is or put in filters in place to, uh, you know, sort that out so that it ends up going to the right places in future. And that has been really good because I found that by consolidating things down to 
almost just one inbox. Obviously, there are still some some shared inboxes, like we've got our shared inbox, which we got some lovely feedback in, um, and things like that. Um, I I found that it's much easier, and there is less stress associated with this. It's not a case of oh wait, am I missing this thing because it's actually landed in this bucket over here, and I don't know what's going on. And I realized, um, well, you know, shortly after realizing that my consolidating my email was generally very good. Um, that actually, um, I had a similar problem when it came to a bunch of other things where not everything is necessarily where I was expecting it to be. And some of this was because I decided on a split between personal and work, which, you know, for, for the vast majority of things does work. Um, but some of it was just because I hadn't hooked up the things to sync stuff together. And I realized that kind of maybe the problem that I have here is just synchronization and feeling that everything is in sync and that it flows and that everything is just lined up so that, you know, whichever device it is that I'm on, when I hit command space, if it's a Mac, I get Alfred and I've got the same workflows and automations available to me. Or, you know, the same things happen, you know, at this time, regardless of whether or not um, I've really sat down and had to think about it. Um and so that is kind of my next project. I am working on a better synchronization system for a lot of things, not just automations, but also just making sure that documents will, um, you know, always be available on all of my devices. And also that, for example, all the clocks in my house are synced correctly. We had a daylight savings change here in the UK, which prompted that one. But going through and like, you know, just syncing things up so that everything is all linked together so that when you grab the last piece of the chain, it all kind of continues is uh i think my next project that time change only screwed us up a little bit (laughs) oh yeah oh gosh the uk falls back a week before we fall back so everyone is all thrown off like even people who don't move they're like okay what time is it by you now (laughs) like yeah 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 and it and it's off by a week in the other direction in in the spring (sighs) which is just the most annoying um and the worst part of that for me was I woke up uh, this week um, and I, I have a couple of things with various people in the US. And so I woke up and thought, oh, great, that's an hour later today, which means that I've got an extra hour after work to like go grab a snack and stretch and things like that. No, it started an hour earlier. So I had to finish work an hour earlier. <laughs> Oh no. Um, which meant I had to cram even more in. So that was just a little bit of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I really need to get everything synced so that I know what's going on where. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, before the spring one hits, we should all put something in our task list to say, like, what's going to be affected by this weird one-week time thing where we're all out of sync. (laughs) Yeah, previously, I would always just cancel everything involving, you know, the other side of the pond in that week, but that's kind of difficult to do now. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I I guess I'll leave it and we'll just figure it out. I've captured that into my inbox. Good idea, Izzy. (laughs) Remind me to do that later. (laughs) So your synchronization sounds like a really good idea, Rose. I don't know how many times I get frustrated that I sit down at one computer and I'm like, uh, okay, now how do I get to the thing on this one? Or yeah. like, yeah, is that file stored in iCloud or not? Yeah. And part of this is just like generally organizing things correctly in the first place. And like when I download a new application, use Transloader to download it and put it on all of the devices instead of just downloading it on this device because this is where I'm sitting right now um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build better habits that will serve me better in the long run. Of course, this does mean that if I download an application to all of the devices and I install it on one machine and go, oh my God, this is absolutely terrible. I have to delete it from the others. But, you know, at the very least... I'll see it and go, oh, yeah, that was a failure rather than a, 
hmm, wait, what was that application that I used for this that I always wanted to find it? Where I don't remember where that is. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that, that, that problem of missing something and you're not quite sure what it is, but you know that something's not right. So Maddie, how's it going with the projects? Because I have a feeling that, um, you know, you, you've been doing things here. I know we've talked a little bit, so I'm cheating, but you, you've been working on it. I've been working on it. I've made zero progress on any of the projects I said I was going to, you know, put away. But I blame brains for that and a little bit uh, Belle. Um, she's been a nightmare for the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> I've been having a hard time focusing, but that's fine. Um, hopefully she'll be coming down soon. Um, so reducing the number of projects is going okay-ish, but uh, in reducing them, I've also started like looking at my general systems and, you know, uh, like tools I use in my life and realized I need to start reducing those because I counted them and there were 42, 42 apps and tools and systems I used to get stuff done. So you're telling me you have the solution to life, the universe and everything. I want to say yes, but the state of my brain over the last couple of months says 42 is too many systems. So maybe- I think I would actually have to agree there, as brilliant as the number is. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of systems. What have you yeah. found when you're going through these? Oh, goodness. Like, I have stuff stored in Google Drive. I have stuff stored in um, just files on my Mac. I've got stuff stored in files in iCloud, so they're on my phone and on my Mac, but they're not all with the other files. And then I've got stuff in Dropbox. And it's like, okay, why is everything scattered everywhere? In that example, I've decided that I'm just going to be pulling everything out of Google Drive, downloading it to my computer and putting it in with all the rest of my documents. Um, I have a I have a web sync solution now in iCloud. I don't need Google Drive. The only reason I might is if I'm trying to access something from my work computer, but I work from home now. So I can just open my personal computer. It gives me that level of distance that I've always wanted between work and what I consider real life. So things like that, like I'm getting rid of Google Drive. I used to have a really beautiful Notion dashboard that I haven't checked in. uh, Okay, it's the 11th month now, so seven months. Like I haven't even looked at it and that is, so why do I still have it? So I'm getting rid of that one. Um, And you know, just stuff like that, getting rid of things that are just cruft in the system and deciding on my workflows. Like I know exactly what I'm going to do when I need to upload an episode above the mess of above the mess, you know, to our hosting provider and all that. I'm writing, writing that stuff down and not just for me. Like I keep thinking about this. I have so many things that I love to do. It's kind of inevitable that I'm going to need someone to help me at some point. So I'm starting to document all the things that I do so that in the event that I need to hire someone to do silly little things for me, I have the documentation already. And it helps me kind of just like review, how does this actually work? Does does this file actually need to go in that place? Or do I need to do anything in Obsidian for this? Really? Probably not. Um, And stuff like that. So it's been a very interesting reduction of systems. I counted up counted up the ones that are staying for now while I still am in the middle of reviewing and I got down to 26. It still feels like a lot, but they each have their uses. 42 to 26 is quite the reduction. Yeah. I, I will say writing down your processes 
is incredibly useful, not just for sharing it with other people, but for sharing it with yourself mm. in a month when you've forgotten how you did a specific thing and are curious, why did I do that way? What did I mean when I wrote that? And you can go check your notes and be like, oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also because when you write it down, the weird steps or the things that you were doing just because you were doing them, but maybe don't make sense and you haven't revisited them, when you have to explain them, you have to think about those. Mm. Yeah. You have to revisit them right then. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those. It was like, why was I trying to send something from drafts to Notion anymore? I don't go in Notion. I'm sending stuff to a place I don't ever open. So it's just disappearing. Outdated dashboards do not spark joy. No, no, they do not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love this idea of having like a personal documentation where you've got like the things that you do and how you do them and why you do them as well. Because I mean, I, I, I have checklists for so many things. And mm -hmm. these are things that I do every week, every, every two weeks, every three weeks, four weeks, whatever. Because this way, it is a case of most of the time, sure, I just open my task manager, check, 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 done. But every so often, I'm there going, okay, low brain day, my brain is, you know, mostly absent today, but I still have to do the thing. So which which what do i need to do and then i can just look at it and it is just a case of pick the first thing do the first thing pick the next thing do the next thing and so on and so forth and it only shows me what i'm able to do at that moment because that's how i've got it set up um and it means that you know those those things which can end up being overwhelming because there's a lot of systems and stuff involved even with the best will in the world you can't eliminate everything and just have no system unless you go and become a hermit somewhere and live in a cave and have no contact with anybody else. Um, yeah. In which case, you're probably still going to have multiple systems because you'll have a system for uh, fresh food versus, um, you know, the, the food that you can keep around for a little bit longer and doesn't need eating and so on and so forth. But yeah, just having like stuff written down can be really, really useful. I have been just writing down random things recently of like, this is how I do laundry um, mm -hmm. and things like that, because I was actually kind of ill at the weekend. And at one point I was standing there staring at the washing machine going, wait, do I use fabric softener with this? And it, it took me like a good five minutes of staring at the washing machine to go, Yes, yes, I do. I use fabric <laughs> softener with this. This is what I do. Um, and so, you know, like most of the time my brain is, is functional enough to know whether or not I use fabric softener. I was quite ill at the weekend. But yeah, I like, I love this idea. And I suspect at some point you're going to get somebody else to have a look at it and go, why are you doing this? And just yeah. get somebody to ask questions. I'm going to lean heavily on our friends in various productivity circles um, to help me with that. And they've been helping me so far with reducing the number of systems. But yeah. I've been calling this project in my head kind of like Maddie OS. Like it's going to be my operating system, my manual for how I do things. And I probably won't put everything in there, but if I, whatever I write down, I can easily hand off, not just to like an assistant, but I was thinking about the other day, my groceries used to be in OmniFocus, which is a app that does not allow sharing. And I've been working with my partner to help each other like more often because I'm the type of person who's like, I don't need help. And he is also the type of person <laughs> who says like, you know, oh, no, I've got it. But we've been trying to like, you know, fix that for each other, especially because, you know, Belle has been so crazy. I've been exhausted because I'm home with her all day. So when my partner says, why don't I stop off at the grocery store? How was I supposed to share a list from OmniFocus with him? Now mm -hmm. I've got it shared in reminders. Like I can just send that to him. 
and he can look at the list and check things off. And it's like little things like that. Like I, I never thought about it until I was looking at the list of things. I was like, why are these in a very overpowered task manager that I don't even use for projects anymore? Mm-hmm. The answer was just habit. But anyway, so yeah, in trying to reduce my number of projects, I've kind of brought another project on board, but I think it's going to help me in the long run. So I think that one's okay. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. It, it it makes a lot of sense to to review these things. And that is in, of, in and of itself a project. But equally, I think the end result will be really good for you um, overall, um, just because there there are so many like little things which you don't necessarily identify of as friction points. Yes. But when when you're looking at it, you know, maybe the first time you write it down, you, you don't necessarily see um what exactly is going on, but then after that you you go back and look at it, you know, a couple of weeks later and you're there going, Why why do I do this this way? This doesn't make any sense. But sometimes you just gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. We can probably move right into our feedback from our listeners. We've got a couple of little fun things. And then um, one of our listeners sent us a question via email that we wanted to cover. But uh, when our friends started listening to our episode, a couple of them had ideas for different terms for people who like to do lots of things. um, Because like Izzy, a bunch of them said they didn't like any of the terms. Um, Even human didn't resonate with some of them um you know we've got friends who self-identify as dragons love you Skylar. love you kim but um so i wanted to bring up first sam suggested uh merlin Mann uses a phrase called uh, that he calls it power puttering where he just moves around his house and finds little things that he wants to do so sam suggested a putterer which is the hardest word i've ever had to say in my life sam thanks <laughs> um i i don't know that i will use that but i will say that i do the merlin man power puttering all the time i just walk around the house and i'm like what's interesting today <laughs> oh yes yes the the constant so quest often. for the new shiny yeah puttering pediddling and futzing around oh those are all fun i love those words um and then another one of our friends judica suggested um honeybee as a term instead uh and she said no one fusses at a honeybee for not finishing a flower and going to others. That's the whole point and why bees are so useful to the environment. And I remember this coming up in Refuse to Choose, and I know Judica has read it as well. And uh, our friends love bees. They came up with lots of good um, associations like Busy Bee and Honey Being Sweet and Kathy from Conduit, our friend and loved one because she's amazing. Uh, she likes to call that emotion when your brain is like buzzing and you can't work through just like the noise when you have she calls it brain bees and she said being a honeybee is almost like being the opposite of a brain bee but you can also end up being both at times like that's that's the whole thing i really like this my mom has always called me a butterfly um and then ended up correcting going no 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 more like a hummingbird because i i flip from project to project but i go pretty deep on something before i move on um and so the bee analogy i am i'm loving this yeah that's a good Um, one honey hummingbird is a good one so is butterfly honestly if you just want to flit everywhere yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, uh, and of fun. you know, if, if if it if it works for your brain to do that, which it certainly works for mine, I could not just sit and just do one thing all the time. Then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm 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 pleased that I get to enjoy that. And I definitely find myself drawn to the brightest flower oh, yes. in my general vicinity. Oh, yes. 
Yes. yes. Izzy, do any of these resonate with you this time? I, I like the bee analogy or the general set of animals who, through not completing a thing, form a reciprocal relationship with that. Yes, I agree. That's a good space to be in. It yes. is a good space to be in. I will continue to just call myself whatever strikes at the moment. So maybe I'm even more of a bee with my terminology too. <laughs> and then lastly... Uh, after our first episode, we were talking about homework and we were telling people that they should ask others what they do for fun instead of what they do for work. And Judica, again, said they have been asking people that they run into in their day-to-day lives and they've gotten so many blank looks, even from teenagers. It's heartbreaking. Mm. She was like, I cannot believe how many people just don't know what they do for fun. And she said another question that she follows up with sometimes if like nobody has an answer is, what are you looking forward to? And I love it. Love it so much. Yeah, I think especially over after the last couple of years um, that a lot of people maybe have hit the end of their tether of things that they are doing that were fun. And maybe like they were doing them because they were fun. And then over the last 18 months, that's literally all they've had for fun. And they can't like they just can't keep going with that. So they are on a quest for something new. And I personally think everybody should always be on a quest for looking for fun things because, you know, you you deserve to have fun in your life. You should have fun in your life and enjoyment. But uh, yeah. yeah, something that people are looking forward to. That That is a very nebulous question that can have so many answers. I really love it. So that's good. Yeah. What are we looking forward to? Oh, good question. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> I just got ingredients for a Hungarian mushroom soup and a brand new big stock pot that is about twice the size as my previous largest soup pot. And I'm very excited for this warm soup dinner on this cold rainy day. Ooh. Yes, I love soup on a cold rainy day. You're going to have to share the recipe. I don't love mushrooms, but I will eat them in a soup. So you may have to tell us if it turns out good. Yeah. Will do. Yes. If it does, recipe in the show notes. Yes. Mm. If it doesn't, you will know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to waking up tomorrow and seeing whether or not the automation that I've set up to turn on the light slowly and then play music once the lights have finished turning on and put up the blind actually works. Uh, Because it's really, really, really hard to simulate this when part of the key part of it is that it can only run once a day. Um, So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing whether or not that works. I'm going to find out. Fingers crossed. Um, As for me, looking forward to... I've got to say, I am looking forward to the week of American Thanksgiving because I today just decided to take the entire week off instead of trying to work that week. I've been needing some mental health time and I'm just going to take it. Like I've been feeling guilty, but most people aren't going to be there for most of that week anyway. It won't matter if I'm out for two more days. It just won't matter. Perfect. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm going to nap a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've i had several accidental naps recently, I think related to the fact that I've, I've been unwell. And you know what? It's really good. Yeah. Love napping. Naps are great. That's what we're looking forward to. Should we move on to our wonderful email? I think so. We should. Okay. Full disclosure, Olivia, who sent this in, is one of my best friends in the entire world. We've been friends since we were kids. So the fact that she sent us an email and asked for advice, ugh, my heart. <laughs> hi, Liv. Miss you. See you soon. Say hi to Gibbs. Okay, so Olivia sent in a question about what to do when your work is emotionally taxing. 
Um, So I'll just read what she said. As a school counselor, my job is very emotionally taxing. I come home at the end of the day feeling emotionally overwhelmed with all of the issues happening with the students. I feel too tired to do anything after work, but I know I need to be creative and productive to help myself decompress from the day. How do I find the, um, the motivation and energy to do creative and productive things when all I want to do after work is sit on the couch and not think of everything that went on at work? And this is such an important question. So important. I, I, f- I find I struggle with this as well. I don't have a physical workplace to go to, which means that at the end of the day, it kind of just sort of blurs into everything else, which is mm-hmm. a blessing and a curse, uh, I have to say. But one of the things that I know for me when I was in the office, which I'm hoping Olivia will be able to steal and use, is that you do not let yourself sit down until you have done at least one thing when you get home. Because this can, like, it can just be a really tiny thing of you go around and you you make sure that there are no glasses or something left with water wherever you've been sitting the previous day, things like that. Or it might be that you you do a load of laundry or yoga workout. You know, it could be something tiny or something huge. But by making yourself do at least one thing, then that can help your brain switch modes because now you're home you've done something. So at the very least, then, you know, if you're sitting down and decompressing, that can be good. And the other thing I found, like trying to uh, replace food with hobbies. And I say this as somebody who is a chronic snacker. I love snacks, but I ended up eating way too many snacks. I ended up replacing popcorn with cross stitch. So that's that's what I did there. But uh, I'm, I'm sure both of you have got ideas. And I know, Izzy, you, especially after the last month of digital minimalism, have been doing other things like reading books. Um, and uh, you probably have some suggestions. Yeah, this was one of my biggest struggles during it. And one of the things that I knew was going to be a struggle going into digital minimalism. But a really huge thing that I realized during it is that what I actually find refreshing and the things that I think I'll find refreshing don't necessarily line up. So when I would spend whatever amount of time on the couch watching a video, at the end of that, when I was paying more attention, I'd realize I was just as tired as I was when I sat down on the couch. And that when I was doing things like reading, and not necessarily reading like classic literature, but revisiting books I enjoyed as a kid the stuff that I was reading in high school or the fantasy novels that I found more recently and going back and rereading those where it doesn't take as much energy as some of the more dense things you might find. Stuff like that I found much more refreshing to me than just sitting on the couch. And the other really big part is that for me – how much I do of a thing, there's a point of diminishing returns that like, if I sit down and watch one 10 minute video, that can be nice, I can get off my feet for a little bit, and I can get out of that space. But if I put on another one, and another one after that, it's, you don't get any more out of watching three or four videos than you would out of sitting down and watching one episode of your show, instead of binge watching an entire season. And it's being mindful of not just what you think you should be doing, but how what you are doing is impacting that makes such a big difference that at the end of this sitting where I am now and seeing my own struggles with especially online video, it's noticing for myself that I don't really find it refreshing, even though I 
was certain going into it that it was something I did because it was refreshing was really eye-opening. Yeah. And so I would just most of all encourage, you don't need to start by changing your behavior, but start by observing your behavior and start by seeing, is this giving me what I want from it? Mm-hmm. I think that that is really good. And that actually reminds me of something which I did, which um, I don't think is the default for most systems, which is uh, I disabled the autoplay of the next episode in things like Netflix and stuff, because that is such an easy way to get caught into the you just kind of sit there and vegetate and you don't feel more refreshed afterwards you don't feel like you've enjoyed more because there's actually i found more enjoyment by just letting myself watch one episode of a thing a day monday to friday i do different things at the weekend i watch different shows at the weekend i can still watch shows but i just watch different ones rather than sitting there and watching four or five episodes of brooklyn 99 back to back and they kind of all blur together. <laughs> yeah. Binge watching shows is the reason I don't remember what season anything happens in anymore <laughs> of even my favorites. So I wanted to bring back to Rose, what you said, doing one thing when you get home from work. One of the people I follow on Instagram, uh, their handle is farmhouse vernacular. They're restoring a Victorian farmhouse, really gorgeous. But when they were struggling with the same thing, they're a husband and wife pair. Um, when they were struggling with the same thing, when they both had full-time jobs, they came up with a system where after work every single day, they would come home and they would do 30 minutes of house. So they would just do 30 minutes of any task on the Victorian farmhouse, whether that was stripping two feet of paint off of one piece of furniture, or you know, it was sanding down some floorboards. No matter how much they got done, as long as they did 30 minutes, they could call that day successful. A bunch of people on Instagram who are kind of in their orbit have adapted it for other things. Like I know one of the people I follow does 30 minutes of you and they do like 30 minutes of exercise or um, they'll do like a 30 minute bath or a walk or something. Anything that is just 30 minutes. So if you can do something for 30 minutes, I think you can call, you know, the end of the day good. And especially because I know that you have to go into school, live. when you're exhausted by work, I would suggest picking the thing before you leave your office. Say, when I get home, I am going to do 30 minutes of this. And then the momentum will just still be there and you don't have to make a decision when you get home. And I found not having to make a decision when I get home or when I sit down at my laptop in the morning or whatever the change of scene is, is so important for starting the momentum because sometimes the decision is the hardest part. Like, what do I do? Yeah. That's the main thing. I was also going to suggest like cross-stitching or embroidery or knitting or crochet because they're all they're all kind of meditative in a way. Once you get good enough at them, you don't have to think too hard, but you can you're still thinking, you're still focused on the work. And it's creative. It's something that is just, you know, You've got your hands moving. It feels productive. I honestly love crochet and hit me up if you need some yarn. Honestly, I have too much of it. Um, (laughs) But I mean, also there's days when, you know, I just go downstairs and I, I sit on the couch and I just play this app on my phone called Happy Color. And it's just like a color by number game. And sometimes that's all I can do. If that, if you're having days where that's all you can do, just be kind to yourself and do that. Yeah. Maybe read. It's, it's all about like, gauging your energy levels and I think building up that momentum, especially the momentum thing for me. 
Yeah, I really like what you suggested there, Maddie, of picking that thing before you leave work. I would actually maybe go as far as to pick out the thing before you leave for work in the morning and set yourself up for it. So for example, if your thing is going to be, I'm going to come home and I'm going to do this 10 minute yoga video, then make sure that the yoga video is bookmarked wherever it is that you're going to watch it and the clothes to do yoga are out ready. So that you don't have to get home and then, oh, wait, wait, where were my yoga pants in the dryer or things like that? No, it's mm-hmm. a case of you go, they're in the bedroom, they're on the bed or wherever it is that you've put them. And it's, you know, you just grab it, you put it on, and you do it. Because the more barriers that you can remove from the things that you're doing to make yourself happier, the, the better. I both love and hate the idea of minimum of X amount of time because some days, you know, stuff happens. There could be an accident getting home. It takes much longer and you you just don't feel like you've got that time anymore. But I do think like, you know, aiming for a minimum time period is probably useful. I also think there's some value in thinking about it, not just in terms of making progress on projects, but things like yoga or things like if I'm practicing music, it can be just a tiny little performance for myself that's entirely self-enclosed and just gets left in the past. You don't need to leave evidence of what you've done going forward for it to be restorative, creative work that you've done. And to find those little things you can do for yourself that are really just for yourself Mm -hmm. really, I think, gives you another avenue along which to explore this. Because sometimes trying to do a project and to make progress on it is its own kind of pressure that you might not want then, that you might get home and be tired, and you might not want to risk screwing up the finish on some woodworking piece you're doing, or that you might make a mistake somewhere in it. But if you're making music and not recording it, and I play on a digital piano, and I'll put headphones on, and I'm the only one who can hear me play. And when I step away that space is over. There, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I uh, frequently end up doing coloring, which um, I picked up because I realized I was spending a lot of time in apps similar to the one that you mentioned, Maddie. Um, they were like wooden puzzles or things like that, but of course all in apps. And I was spending a lot of time on my phone and I just wanted to have a little bit of separation there because otherwise you you go to bed and you know your brain i found my brain was still trying to put puzzle pieces together in my head that was the sign that it was like okay maybe i'm doing this a little too much here um so yeah <laughs> picking something that helps you relax and it's going to be a case of trial and error to figure out what actually works because the other thing is is you know say you you end up coming home and you're doing you know just like one tiny house thing and one thing for you personally every single day it could take months before you realize hey wait a minute everything just feels a little bit easier when i get Mm -hmm. home from work and hopefully this will end up being you know a rolling snowball of success yeah i hope so and for anybody else who deals with this one thing I wanted to like bring up is more about that transition from work to home because this is something that I like like you said Rose you can fall asleep still putting puzzle pieces together in your head. I can still do that with like work stuff and I stop mm-hmm. working at 5 p.m. That's like a full 4 hours that my brain is still exhausted still thinking about the same problem and I'm betting that happens all the time when you're in a job like school counseling, especially for kids who have all kinds of problems that, you know, you just can't bring that home. And I think one of the things that helps to prevent bringing that home is 
doing kind of like not a brain dump necessarily, but just like at the end of the workday, like 30 minutes before you get in your car, just writing down all the thoughts that are in your brain and telling yourself, I can deal with these in the morning. I don't have to think about them anymore when I get home. I started doing that myself. I start putting stuff into a Trello board for my work stuff so that I can just be assured that it's there, it's out in the world, and I don't have to remember it overnight. And it's been it's been helpful. I have that transition from work to work to life. So that's one thing. Yeah, that that's a really good idea. And sometimes you don't necessarily need to go back to those brain dumps. And so it is disposable journaling, um, where it is just getting the things out of your head where they need to be. Uh, I would suggest uh, if you're doing this and you're and you you find that sometimes you're writing things down that are important you need to come back to, um, then maybe just having index cards or something for those so that you can write and oh right, this is important, write it on the index card, continue writing on the piece of paper. Oh, this is, I need to do this tomorrow, whatever it is, just so that you you can split out the actionable for, from the non-actionable, so that then when it comes to review, you don't have to read through the non-actionable unless you have the energy to do so. Good luck, Olivia. We'd love to hear what works for you and and what doesn't. Definitely. I feel like if anybody else is struggling with this kind of thing, if you have ideas for us, for Olivia, for, you know, some stranger across the internet, let us know because this, this is the perennial problem. How do I keep doing things after I get home from work? How do I keep doing things when I'm tired? You say if anyone else is, and I guarantee that probably most of us, yeah. most of us are. Yeah. Just don't feel pressure to produce, as Izzy said. You know, it, it's all about the the personal results here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today for Above the Mess. I'm Izzy Miller. You can find me online at stardust.fm. I'm Maddie Van Houten. I can be found on flexpotential.com and from there anywhere else on the internet. And I'm Rosemary Orchard. You can find me over at rosemaryorchard.com. Hoot hoot.